Another Thursday, another Real Talk. Welcome back. As per usual, I'm Nick. I'm joined by Nick. That's me. Yes. And uh, to the, honestly, uh, I thought last episode was stacked, but this episode is has a bigger, we're more stacked. We got a lot of shit to talk stack about. Stack on stack. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. And you know what? I'll go through the list of topics like I did last episode, kind of give everybody a sneak peek preview of what's going on. Uh, we're going to talk about Wes Anderson, who released four short films on Netflix last week. We watched them all. We're going to talk about them and and see if we can get like a ranking system going for these four. Uh, we, Reptile, another Netflix release, was pushed a week in advance and came out, and it stars Benicio Del Toro. Looked interesting. We watched it. You will get our first reaction on that. We have a lot of shit to say about the Saw franchise, because I went to watch Saw X, and Poor I, you. I spared Nick the... Anyway, you'll have an idea what we're going to talk about when we get there. We also have, in movie news, Christopher Nolan is rumored to do James Bond, and we're going to build speculation. X-Men movie is in the works at Marvel Cinematic Universe at Marvel Studios, and that's exciting. Tom Brady's biopic is on the way, and the Priscilla trailer dropped, and there's a whole lot of anticipation coming on for those four topics. But without boring you guys with any instruct um any instructions any previews beforehand let me get right into it let us get right into it wes anderson's four short films came out um and did you like them overall 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 were good like they were good but i don't think it was the most terrible thing i've ever seen from him but it was far better than Asteroid okay, City yeah. and Rigging the French Dispatch combined. I liked... I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, here, here's, what I, here's what I can say. Okay, let's offer some context. They're all rolled dolls. Let's offer even more context. You hate oh, Wes I, Anderson. Yeah, I hate Wes Anderson. <laughs> I don't hate him personally. I don't like... I'm not a fan of movies that have style over substance. And that's all Wes Anderson is to me. It's all style, no substance. The style... Is not very cinematic. It's just pretty. It, for the sake of being it, it's pretty. just symmetrical. For the sake of being like, buddy, stop it. But it's so satisfying. No, it's yes, just it annoying. Is. It's just annoying. It's pretentious nonsense. However, to offer context to these four short films, because I did enjoy them, I'm going to say, um, Wes Anderson's style is very digestible in small doses. Yes, like 17 minutes. Or even the long one, which is 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's like... When it ended, I was like, I enjoyed that thoroughly. I was like, mm -hmm. that's perfect. Yeah. And like I said, I was going to offer context. They are rolled doll yep. stories. And so Wes Anderson kind of mixed his style in with the idea of having someone tell you, read mm -hmm. you the story. And I, I think that the two together are really... It was a perfect match. To me, that's, my, his, that's yeah. his peak at his style. Like, mm -hmm. It style, looks I mean, like someone's going to tell you what's yeah. going on all the time in his movies. Mm -hmm. And then you and, finally have somebody do it in these short stories. Yeah, and in a way that was, to me, extremely addictive. I was like, okay. Like, I was actually addicted I'm to that format. Yeah. I was like, give me more, please. Yeah, well, I, I felt like four was, was sufficient. Um, I also liked that he was juggling the same five actors. Yeah. Like he had Benedict Cumberbatch, mm -hmm. Dev Patel, mm -hmm. uh, Rupert Fine, Fiends, Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes, yeah. Well, those are the main four. And then you can mix in, he had some. Yeah, other he had, like, I think, uh, yeah, for. Um, well, he was like rotating. Yeah, in this one, it was. Uh, can't remember his name. Uh, anyways, there it was the it's four a, main. A, I think it's Asa something. I don't remember I who's in the swan. I can't me either. And there's other people in. Oh, Ben Kingsley. 
yeah. is in uh, mm-hmm. is a in lot the of po- well. Poison he, in... Uh, and uh, Henry Sugar. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, I was just, I was I was captivated by the format. I was like, okay, uh, it, it honestly made his movies, which honestly to me are long and boring due to the style. There's no, like I said, there's no substance. With some exceptions. Well, yes, okay, yes, you but have. But like, let, let's give an asterisk because it's not all like... No, bad. I'm speaking stylistically generally. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. The idea of Wes Anderson. No, the idea of his style. That the guy doesn't bother <laughs> me. The idea of his style. <laughs> like, um, but I guess for sake you can say Wes Anderson. But it's it's just like a. I feel like there's always missing, like he. Tr- I feel like he treats the audience as if like. Dumbo, like just mm-hmm. watch, just look at the pretty colors, like, <laughs> like it, no man, like tell us a story, and he and I find like he doesn't often push forward story, he pushes forward style, and the story will follow. However, like we said, when he's doing these uh, short stories that an author like mm-hmm. that famous, was already written for, yeah, him. exactly, and he's like, I read in an interview where he kind of debated saying like, I love when, how can I re make these stories if i love the way that they're told so much mm-hmm. and that was his idea for having uh uh like a storyteller kind of look at the camera look back at the play. Yeah, and and i thought that was genius yeah it like, was genius. look at the camera look at the play the guy makes his line the guy mm-hmm. replies i was like this is very, it's very comedic yeah subtly and um and it feels it fits the author's original idea perfectly yeah because you're 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 not changing his book at all you're literally reading it Mm -hmm. and i think for a for a uh, director like wes anderson which has already his own like heavy style it worked perfectly because you could feel that it was a wes anderson movie just from the looks yeah if he had to like mingle with the script or the way it was stole it wouldn't have been the same no i I thought i thought it was i thought he balanced the two perfectly it Mm -hmm. is most likely my favorite Wes Anderson project because I really can't tolerate most of. Oh, I, like you have like a Grand Budapest Hotel, which is perfect, and yeah. I missed like Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is another Roald Dahl mm-hmm. story that he adopted. But this was definitely my short dose. I can tolerate this for mm-hmm. twenty minutes, forty minutes. And for the amount of releases he does per year, it's not like instead of doing is what sometimes he released two movie. Yeah, maybe, like I'd say one a year. One maybe, a year, but least. like. Uh, he works on a lot of things. At oh once. yeah, he's always. Going. If you gave me the choice of whether getting a movie every year and a half or getting a movie every two year and those kinds of stories, the year and more in the middle, short films, yeah, I would personally think it would a benefit his career. Yeah, and two his catalog. I think it benefits his career to be linking up with Netflix. To, yeah, <laughs> that's one thing, and mm-hmm. then I think that I don't know. I just enjoy the short story format. One gripe I do have: silence during the end credits. Why freaks me out? I don't know. <laughs> I like, it, like uh, the only one that doesn't have science, I think, is poison because mm-hmm. there's crickets because yeah. they're outside, and I was like, okay, uh, I don't know, it's weird. I don't know. It was, it was, it was, it's me. dead silence. It freaks me out. I don't like it. Who is who was the MVP of these short films though? Which actor do you think carries definitely like the most weight? Surprisingly, I think it depends on every single movie okay in my opinion because in but you don't have an overall i mean cumberbatch in henry sugar was stellar in my yeah. opinion yeah but um i really like ralph fiends in the rat i felt the rat, like yeah he's i ralph felt Fien- like ralph. he played his role 
Well, I, I I feel like Fines in the Rat is playing Rodal being the narrator of the book. No, I just... meant as the rat. Yeah, yeah, no, I know yeah. he is. They put contacts in his eyes mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, he looked he, he, creepy, but he, he looked was, like a rat. <laughs> he was he was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was that. That one, where, yeah, it was good. I think Ralph Fiennes was good. I think the like secret, like um, MVP of the four movies to me is is Dev Patel. A hundred percent. Everything he touched in that, like my favorite scene out of all four short movies, is him uh, chasing after Ben Kingsley through the yep. hospital. When and he's, he's like, like he's like, he's running after him, and he's like. Oh my god, he saw it. And then he's like, I said. And then he keeps <laughs> running. <laughs> he understood that the assignment. He definitely so understood he, the assignment. He went in and knew that tension went uh, came not from his like actor and mannerism. It was from the way he delivered his line. And he oh yeah, he absolutely he killed, killed it. it. Even in poison, he was yep. like he was great. He plays kind of the Frank, the guy who's always surprised by mm-hmm. something in the short films that I realized, but I think he was perfect, and every time he had to be there, he was perfect. And he's only yeah. in two of the four, mm-hmm. which is also something. I think everyone's in two of the four except for Ralph Fiennes, who plays Rodal. So he's yeah, kinda, in every he's got a, he's got like a line mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, and I like how I think the space heater in his like bureau. That just yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I feel like there was an order to watch them. The order of release. They came out on a different day, each of yeah. them, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I know that Henry Sugar was first. Yeah. Because that's the one that kind of sets up mm-hmm. the whole the idea that he's going to sit down and write his book with his chocolate. Yeah. The Wonderful Life of Henry Sugar. So, yeah. like So, that, that's something. So, obviously, there was four of them. They all came out different days. Do you have an idea of what you could rank in terms of enjoy enjoyment? Enjoyment or critically speaking? Mix it. Mix it. Well, like if you had to say these were the these are the short films from worst to best, worst to best. Yeah, um, the worst one in my opinion is probably the Swan. The, that's yeah okay the Rupert Fine yeah uh, is it Rupert Friend I can't I don't I can't remember their name it's the Rupert uh, Rupert is his name but I can't remember the last the, his last name the Swan yeah the Swan then I go with um, the Rat the Rat Catcher then Poison. And then The Wonderful Life of Henry Sugar. Henry Sugar being the best one. The best one, yes. It's Rupert Friend. Is it Friend? I, I can't say his say name. I feel bad. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, sorry, Rupert. Um, yeah, so you think Henry Sugar is the best one? Yeah. I'd also agree with that. I pretty much will agree with your list because I thought Poison was better than The Rat Catcher and I thought swan was just swan yeah like they henry sugar is by far because it's the most interesting story Mm. as well to me and it's the most developed too yeah it's the longest Mm. one there's more than one character there's a lot of really really like the amount of set pieces that were in that story yeah it felt really really well orchestrated although you could say that the others weren't meant to be like those highly developed world yeah but still, I think like, uh, for 40 minutes, he crammed so much beauty yeah. in a short film. Oh, like, yeah. Like, Absolutely. He, he, all the he, praise. He, he just said, like, I'm going to try to do this the way I can. I know how mm-hmm. to do this. And he just took his... Because I feel like there's probably, you know, as much as I don't like the style, there's probably no better style for adopting a story like Road Doll. Mm-hmm. Like something a little bit eccentric, a little bit weird. 
Like a guy's talking about catching rats. Find yeah. a director in this world who can make a 20 minute movie about a rat catcher. Probably just Wes Anderson because mm-hmm. he'll, in, he'll inject his style all over it and it works. So. Because it's, it's hyper. It's not even. I was about to say hyper realism, but that's not the word I was looking for. It's hyper, like. Uh, conceptually yeah like he, he's like mingling with the way you see the world in a way that it's all fake but yeah. somehow it's super familiar yeah so to me i feel like for those like made-up stories it's just works oh perfectly. for sure made-up short stories too mm-hmm. like I, i like i'm so adamant on the fact that the short story mode is to me is so much more enjoyable from a wes anderson project than the mm-hmm. big movie because i get bored yeah. of his style like if you talk to me if- for An hour and 40 minutes of Asteroid City was just too much. I can't If you had the choice to have either an hour and 40 of like a full-length movie or him releasing eight short stories like that. I'd rather watch the eight short stories. Yeah, in a row. I think he would kill it in like a series. Yeah. Like, like shorts, if he has to make like a, mm, a, a television series, like a, give me 20 minutes an episode, like... Once a week. Something like that. Like I think he'd kill it. It, it could even be random, like nothing's linked. Just... Give well, that's something. kind of what you got with this, right? Yeah. I, I would Do you think it. he just tried it out for the sake of trying it out? or? Uh... I think he's very, very into these stories. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to make something with these because I want to show, show them off to the world. Yeah. And like, to be fair, I've never, re- I've never heard of The Rat Catcher or The Swan. Apparently there were all unreleased stories no, from well, his well, uh, late you could book, fi- right? You could, found, you could find the short story No, I meant uh, in, uh, like, because when he passed away, the author, yeah. I, f- I think, if I remember correctly, they, they were all in a book that was released after his oh, death. Oh, after his death, perhaps. But they were made prior in his life. They just never got released to the oh, public. I, I didn't know that. So, they never got released while he was alive. Yeah, basically. I, I didn't, I didn't know I that. I think yet. it's that. Don't quote me on it, but I, from what I've read, it's I think. It's highly possible. Like mm-hmm. I said, I don't know. I, I, I just know that the short format, and if he wants, and you could definitely tell it was more of like a passion project for him because yep. no one, no one was on their knees asking for adapt the rat catcher. No. He just kind of does it. Granted, no one's on their knees for Asteroid City or anything that Wes Anderson mm-hmm. makes. He They're just, just kind of does it. It's just the actors that want to be a part of that world. Yeah. And for that, it's commendable to That's know that. That's true because mm-hmm. you could tell that actors in his movies are yep. there because they really want to be it. there. They're not phoning in No, no, no. It's like, and so for me, I think that it's rare these days to find a director that is able to satisfy their um, actors in a way that they make it makes them play even better than what they would have. In another movie. And speaking, like, to get them to give out great performances. Mm-hmm. Time after time after time. Yeah, and, and he's going to pull, like, A-listers. Like, he's yeah. not getting anybody. Like, no, he's getting... Like, oh, Benedict Cuc- uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Ralph Fiennes. Last movie, he had Scarlett Johansson and Tom Hanks. And that list of... Yeah. That, that cast was too long. What always surprised me was him being able to bring in Bill Murray. He brings movie. them in like no problem. Yeah, I was like, wow. He like, just reels in these actors, and I, 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 like they might as well do it. It feels like they're doing it for free, and yeah, they just want to. From what I've read, again, like I think it's from a post from Instagram. They're like, you're not going in a Wes, Wes Anderson movie for a check. No, because the check is almost inexistent. You're going in because you're a part of. Something yeah, you want to do the yeah, yeah. which and, is why he can get these established actors. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find like. You know, I remember in the French, the French Dispatch, he had Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, but it was when he was on the come up. No, yeah, yeah. It was early, early, like 2020 or 2019. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. 2019 released in 2020? I don't remember. Me neither. I don't remember, but he he always pulls these actors like no problem. Like Mm -hmm. there's no problem. He's never going to have a shortage of actors. No. So it keeps 
people like me, like interested in the industry, people like us, excited for what he's going to do next to see who he's going to get involved. I just need him to start adapting more stories. Yeah, I just need to keep him doing. <laughs> keep what keep he was adapting doing. things. Yeah. Just do what you're doing right now. I want to see a crazy frog adaptation. Let's go! Bang, 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 that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Who's gonna uh, play Crazy Frog? Let us know. No, who's gonna play Crazy Frog? I can, I can figure it out. Hang on, who can play Crazy Frog? I can't remember his name. But, who can, uh, who can, in the uh, Wolf of Wall Street? The second guy, Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill. No. Yeah, no, big Jonah no, Hill. Not Jonah Hill. Who can play Crazy Frog in a Crazy Frog adaptation by Wes Anderson? Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> yes. Oh, that'd be perfect. Danny DeVito. He'd give a great performance. Yeah, he would. Um, speaking of great performances, uh, we watched Reptile starring Benicio Del Toro, uh, Alicia Silverstone, Justin mm-hmm. Timberlake, uh, directed by Grant Singer. Grant Singer's debut. Yeah. Never had a movie under his belt. As we spoke about last episode, because we were excited, I, we spoke about it for Tiff in that mm-hmm. segment, and we were excited about it. And then we found out it got pushed a week forward. So, Just a week later, it. we're talking about yeah, it. Full so, send it. Directed by Grant Singer, like we said last week, he was involved with the weekend's music videos mm-hmm. and just music videos. He's not really a film director. Well, now he is. And uh, Buddy's well for over oh one. Yeah, over oh one. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! I, I got some shit to say. Yeah, I'll let you start with that. Um, Reptile is again just for the sake of context. Reptile is a mystery drama thriller type of movie about a murder, and then Benicio del Toro plays a detective who has to come in and solve the murder, and it brings you through a, a very intricate. Uh, convoluted web of uh, suspects and leads and lies and nonsense that leads to a very anticlimactic ending. (laughs) Mostly nonsense, in my opinion. Um, What was good? Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro. (laughs) Like I mentioned it already. Great performances. He's so good. Yeah. And the reason I was probably most excited for this movie is I was like, Okay, I saw the trailer and I was like, dark, gritty, mm-hmm. mystery. I'm getting, has a style, I'm getting like, but it has a style, the dark yeah. Sicario type of vibe. Benicio del Toro. Okay, we got a lock. Yeah, we got something. This should be, if if the director can just do this properly and the story is, like, proper, you're pulling off an easy seventy-five e- minimum. A, a easy, yeah. I, 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 at the worst, you're pulling off a good movie, if not a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out, Benicio del Toro went out there, hit a home run, and was a long and lost ten to one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not that the movie was bad. The movie is not terrible. It's not unwatchable. It's very watchable. It's just boring, bland, bland. Uh, this movie could have been over in literally forty-five minutes. And I'm not yeah, joking. That's what I felt like they just kept stretching. Yeah. Like you like the second act felt like, oh, we ran out like of ideas for this first act. Let's do something we completely hurry different up. for no reason. Yeah. It, so so the movie kind of goes with like a murder mystery and there's three suspects. Yeah. To a murder mystery and there's three suspects. Uh 
18 accomplices everybody's involved it, involved it, it goes but nonsensical and mm -hmm. then but i would i would say the only benefit that that does in the story is that it keeps benicio del toro's character in a state of like constant torment yeah torment, torment yeah. almost like he's driving himself insane because he keeps yeah, because he knows there's something out, wrong. And he knows yeah. there's something wrong. And he, and he acts so well in that mm -hmm. point. However, <laughs> oh, bless you. Just die. Not even him can really save this. Mm -hmm. Go Like, he's he's kind of like... Like, at one point, he looked hopeless. Yeah. This movie, to me, feels like an amalgam of unnecessary tropes mashed together for no yeah, freaking it's reason. Like, yeah, like there's so many every mistake yeah. that you can make in a mystery movie and just plant like it. Like he was so scared of missing out or like an an idea that he just put them all together and made a movie that just had no direction. It, it felt like the story was going all over the place. Yeah. Also, the movie lands around two hours and fifteen minutes. It's which is fine. I murder mysteries and thrillers like such can mm. be that long however when you spend the first 50 minutes of your movie doing nothing doing nothing like i saw that the woman died in the trailer why are you giving me a 20 minutes before she dies in the movie mm -hmm. like i would have started the movie with her already being dead yep get into the shit way quicker because the first 50 minutes I skipped four genuinely nothing going on i don't know what happened when i started watching it what being the smooth brain that I am, forgot what the movie was about. I was like, I gotta watch it for the show. Started it, I see Justin Timberlake. I'm like, okay, watch 10 minutes, skip forward. I see a scene that I think I should be watching from like the previews. I click on it, five minutes later, she's on the floor dead. I'm yeah. Like, Why? Well, it's a murder mystery? I forgot it was. So that's kind of the thing. So it's just, it's a murder mystery and that's like all beautiful and fine. But at the same time, I was like, you're not solving anything for the first, literally first fifty minutes. Like there I, are some cool scenes mm -hmm. with the like. I will say the movie is really shot nicely. Cinematography yeah, yeah, it's is really nice, pretty. and you could tell that's because of the music video director and the mm -hmm. guy who's like, big shots, yeah, close ups, big shots, film grain, <laughs> yeah, give me the grain, <laughs> like, but. It's just story-wise, it's yeah. not enough. I will say the coolest sequence in the movie to me is when he goes to the ex-husband's house at around that 50-minute yeah, mark. Yeah, that move, that, yeah. And they, and they go like, okay, we're going to arrest you because of the DNA match. And they feel like they've solved it, but they've never really solved mm -hmm. it because then there's a shootout. And I like the way that the shootout happened because it wasn't like, it wasn't like, okay, we're leading into action movie. It was still like very thriller, like... Mm -hmm. Because um, I know that some movies, like, they want to be a thriller, but then there's one gunshot that goes off, and then all hell breaks yeah. loose. Bang, bang. But this movie remained calm in that sense, and it's it, that's nice. And I will just say that when your peak happens, when you, they feel like they solved the case less than halfway through the movie, mm -hmm. and that's all they've done so far, story-wise... It just feels like it took so long to develop. Because it led to nowhere. And then, like, in the last 30 minutes, it's, like, full gas. Like, yeah. we gotta... Everything has to unfold, and it has to unfold now. And I'm like, you took this long to rush through the second half of your story. Like, mm. it's just... It was, it was a pacing mess, first of all. Yeah. And... 
Like, I felt like the comedic relief were not placed correctly either. I don't think they ever tried to be comedic. I don't think they purposely, purposefully the tried to be moments. comedic, but there were yeah, yeah. just like dialogue moments, which is. It's like when he the, goes to pick up the new, like the new pickup truck. He, they went in a dealership to like, basically there was a guy, a car on the crime scene. Yeah. And they went into a dealership to try to find yeah, that used car. car. And they went from that to literally two seconds later, hopping in a new Chevy to be like, oh, that car is nice, but it's 50K. Oh, shit. And guys yeah. like, I can't afford it over time, lol. And I, just you know sends what, it. You know what that felt like to me? It felt like they were trying to pull off Tarantino dialogue. Because only one be. man... If you can, if you're gonna do that, you gotta do it properly in the right context. Tarantino can pull, like he can spend ten minutes of his movie with two guys debating. Uh, What's the best cheeseburger? Like the New York Yankees, <laughs> yeah. but he makes it work because he's fitting it into the style. He's telling you about the characters. In that scene, first of all, that scene's already like forty-five minutes into the movie mm -hmm. when they're sitting in the pickup truck and they're talking about the fit, like how how expensive it is. Yeah, they yeah. want to buy the truck. I know who these guys are already. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to try to get me to know them through the, the fact that they want a truck. I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm like, okay, he wants a truck. I was, my favorite part also is when his wife fires a bullet into the pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she shot the side of the pool and his pool's leaking and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but like, again, that's carried by performance. And I will say like Benicio Del Toro carried... And the second best actor, well, actor in this movie is Alicia Silverstone, his wife. Mm -hmm. She's really good. Timberlake is just Timberlake. Yeah. I, he's fine. He didn't do anything. He any was fine for the first five minutes of the movie. I don't think he did anything wrong. He just sat there. Uh, exactly. He, he just, just sat there. He just... Yeah, he, he just his he character just kind of floats by and they go see him every once in a while. Oh, um... Can't remember the character's name, but there's a character with the long, long yeah, hair yeah, and the yeah. beard, and he's a little bit eccentric. He's a freaky type of he really figure. Freaky, yeah, he's good in the movie mm -hmm. too. Yes, he is. And he good. He's but his good lines are horribly written. That's something I wanted to say. <laughs> so I feel like all the good writing went to Del Toro's character, mm -hmm. and everything else was just like fuck it, spam, like exactly. blah 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 blah. Chat GPT, yeah. make me a script, please. Make me a script. Make it last 140 minutes, please. It's like, oh my god, why did you? Why would you sacrifice your actors? with poor writing and sometimes when the writing was good it's the actors who wouldn't match that level and it's just like you could count on a del toro and that's about it yeah. and that's what i feel about reptile i think you feel the same mm -hmm. i'd say if you really 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 like the mystery thriller movies you might enjoy that watch one. it yeah it's a slow 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 burn like if you're gonna start it at 10 o'clock at night it might not make it till the end. No. <laughs> like, it's it'll put you to bed. It's mm -hmm. a slow, slow, slow burn. And that's just the type of actor that Del Toro is. He shines in the slow burn. Mm -hmm. But make sure the slow burn is actually, actually burning. Like, don't just be slow. Uh, that's that's Reptile. Like, there was... Not I don't even like, know why they call no, it Reptile. Because there was a snake skin when the lady first got murdered. It's the only reason she picked it up. Are you... What? There was a, like a, a snake molt. Okay. On the ground on the patio. She picks it up, lets it on the ground, the door opens, then the movie proceeds. And, and to be fair, 
Okay, fuck it. We're, we're going to chart into spoiler territory because I had a lot of questions because I was zoning out during this mm. movie. <laughs> I zoned out <laughs> Dude, a I couple skipped of forward times. half of it. All right, okay. so, well, fuck it. Let's see if we can figure it out together. Okay, so if you haven't seen Reptile and you want to see Reptile, skip to... 29 minutes. The point is... What, what, who killed her? Who actually killed her physically? Physically, I have no No clue. one knows. I have no clue who killed Okay, so her. that's not even a spoiler because we have no fucking idea I what happened. I, it might have been... It wasn't Timberlake. He wasn't there. Did but he, he knew it was no, going to happen. Did the dental match? Ah, uh, fuck. On the ex-husband. Yeah. If, no, because the ex-husband had nothing to do with it. Yeah, so they didn't match. It, no, it wasn't him. It okay, was, but whose dental was it then? Probably Timberlake's. No, it's true because they go to the dental didn't match, and then it's like uh, they go to the dental didn't match, and is it okay if we close the case? Is it but does it annoy you? And he's like, no, I don't care. Then anymore. it's probably either it's whoever was the dealing with the drugs. So it could have been the the, the girl, not the girl. Yeah, the, um, um, the partner. It's just, it's ex. nonsensical. It's like, nonsensical it's and it makes no sense. Yeah, okay, so fuck it. Uh, we're done talking about it. <laughs> Put a timestamp. 29 minutes and 54 seconds. All right, this is, I'll, I'm gonna, here, I'll write it. 29, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> my calculator. <laughs> um, the ultimate notepad. Yeah, um, I will say, like, yeah, reptile, reptile, whatever. I gave it. Like a, I gave it. I wanted to. Give I it gave like it a, a two point five. I, yeah, which comes out to five, and I just gave it a six point one because I'm like, it's got Del some. Toro. It's got it's some. Got it's got some good. <laughs> uh, speaking of some good, saw X. I'm gonna let you talk about that because, dude, there's no way I'm even watching a single clip of that franchise. So saw X. Saw is. Okay, let me just talk about the good part of it. Saw X is a... So you still get that same shit you'll always get out of Saw, which is like, okay, here's a trap on your brain. It'll rip your head off. Like, all that nonsense. All that violent, violent, gruesome, gory, bloody nonsense. But this movie felt somewhat different. First of all, you had a story. Yeah. First of all, you had characters. Mm -hmm. Then you had a plot. Mm -hmm. And I was like... Huh? I was dumbfounded. I was like, <laughs> why aren't they killing people? I was like, twenty minutes in, I'm like, why didn't he? They, they, they like saw somebody's leg off. Of like, I was like, what's going on? And it was this movie was so much more well calculated than all the other Saw movies I've seen. However, it's still it eventually got to the point where they were just doing gruesome things, and I'm like, who's really paying to watch this franchise? I don't know. Who is? Uh, who is a grown adult this sick watching these type of movies? Like, I do you remember what they're I not sent scary. You? They're violent. Like, there's nothing redeeming about them. Like, they're not a good horror story. They are, are just gore. Like, yeah. nothing but gore. I saw you put up, you posted the review of that movie. Yeah. Not knowing you were gonna watch it because yeah. we were both agreeing that that franchise has no business even existing. I want. Yeah. Well, that's something that like it's no. something. For sure. Okay. Because it's disgusting. And I was yeah. like, why do people enjoy these things? They're a bunch of sickos. Yeah, uh, and like, legitimate, legitimately, they might be. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. So that's, like, that's, that's a whole thing, right? Like I, wa like I said, I watched the movie and I was like, who is really excited about this franchise? 
Like, who's like, oh, yeah, Saw. Who is a diehard fan? And I want to know, what are you a diehard fan of in terms of this? Like, what are you watching on the screen that is telling you, like, oh, yeah, Saw his leg off. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there's a whole sequence in Saw X where they ask the man to drill into his own brain to rip out brain matter. And if he puts the brain matter in the cup before the time runs out, he'll survive. The man does it, puts the brain matter in the cup, the timer runs out, he still dies. So I was like, what the fuck? But like, you watch it so viscerally, like, you have to look drills away. himself into the brain. I was like, what the hell? I'd look away instantly. It's, oh. it's just so violent. It's just so violent. And it's like, for what purpose? It's so Was it at least pretty? Like, was there some beauty to it? No, it's gritty as hell. It's gritty. It's as, like yeah. zoom in, blood splatter, brain ripping out, brain twist. Like, it's, uh, it's there's no. nothing pretty about it. It's disgusting. It is vile. I was like, but like, I really wonder because I know this movie made a frick ton of money at the box office. It, it beat the creator in terms of money made. Mm. Um, but people were marketing it as like the first Saw movie that was actually worth watching. Well, that's what I'm gonna see. So Saw X. Because like I didn't watch the movie, but I've read reviews. Which people is the like only it. Thing it made I 31 million this weekend. Alone. What was the budget? Uh, not that much. <laughs> 13 million. 13. That's also something. There's no. For 13 there's million. No, there's no. Realistically, there's no actors that are signing up to do these fran to do no. these franchises. Tobin Bell, Tobin Bell has been with the franchise his entire career. He's the staple. Everybody knows him from this franchise. But does it matter? There's no A-list celebrity going on to make the Saw movie. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really it's, it just graduated from a B movie to a franchise. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like because, like, I can tell you, the first Saw was definitely not all that. Like. Definitely not all that. Like, it's 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 disgusting and violent. It's James Wan. I mean, James Wan, who's been all around the world and back. He's the one who invented the franchise. He's not a part of it anymore. He founded that. But I've always wondered, like, who came up with the sick idea that torture traps were going to be a, 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 I'm, a story? I'm not worried about the people who came up with the idea because everybody comes up with those ideas. The problem that I have is... Who even goes to watch that shit? I don't know. And it's like, like okay. Why does it, it still exist? It made 31 million and like, people enjoyed it. And this movie is not bad. So I guess they're on the right track. But they would have to. I mean, it's the, there it's was nine sort of movies before that that were just. Why would you even make nine? Bloody nonsense. Who actually enjoys them? They've that been on shit? since 2004. It's insane. I don't know. It's like if you like Saw. Please explain to me why. Explain to me why, but good for you. Like, I'm, I'm blah. <laughs> like, yeah. if you like Saw, good for you. I don't like Saw. It freaks me out. Bloody and gory for nothing. And I'm a horror movie mm, yeah. guy. Like, I, like, like, okay, so this is this is something I was I thought of. Is like, how can I say don't be bloody and violent, but then I turn around and I'm very excited to watch a movie like X and Pearl, which is slasher. Yeah, but the difference is there's... I already know the answer to your question, and it's that it's for something at the end. It's like there's there's a reason everything happens, and Saw is just for the hell of it. It's like let's do something freely. 
just because we want to. Well, it's no, there is a story, right? So it's no, like, in this one there is, but like the story there, falls there's behind. There's always been a story, but people cool. are like, yeah, well, like quote unquote story because it's very simple. Most are not. It's like man is upset, man wants revenge, man is the prodigy of man, and man like it's man just not. It's just nonsense. However, what I will say is like. If you're going to make these movies, try to make the story be more important than the traps. People look at the Saw franchise and they don't know what the fuck is going on. They just know, oh, you uh, did the Venus flytrap where the bug bit the guy's head off. Or you ripped the angel wings or you dislocated the shoulders and pulled the girl's arms off. And these so are it's all always real. for a gimmick. These are all real things yeah, that I, happen. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, the poster of every movie is one of the traps. On this poster, it's the vacuum eyeballs. The guy gets his eyeballs pulled out by vacuum tubes, which are just like a one, yeah. like yeah. you nasty shit. But like it happens. It's just the movie is vile, like, mm-hmm. and, and, and people get a kick out of it. The What's world like, is sick. Yes, the world is sick. <laughs> like, I don't know. I like gore if it's well done. Mm-hmm. That was that was kind of what we were gonna like. That's kind of what I said when I was like. People say, how can you watch X or Pearl? Well, the answer to that is very simple. Story and performance are by far more important than anything else in that movie. And if you want to go for a movie like that, to me, that is gore for no reason and wants to show like how evil human can go, there's so many better examples than fucking Saw to do it. Well, Saw is always based on revenge. Yeah, but I meant like man is not happy and he wants to avenge himself. Like yeah, but the whole point of watching those movies is to see the trap. Exactly, that's what what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So that's my whole point. People don't watch the movie for the story. They watch the movie to be like, oh, I wonder how many limbs I'm gonna see fly. And it's like you freaking out the kids. Yeah, (laughs) like even I go into watching like horror movies and I'm like I'm expecting somewhat of a story. Mm very excited for like five nights at freddy's i want to see how that i want to see how that plays i remember when that game came out that's so much fun you were you were freaking like ipod you could have it on the iphone yeah man was on his ipod i think i I have it on my iphone uh uh, i remember it was like 10 years ago man was it on his iphone he was like i just shit my pants it's it's a it's a good game they made it for the mobile right so yeah it's a it's a really really fun game can i still i still have it yeah oh yeah. yeah I still have it. I can download. I'll never it. be True Skate. Never what? True Skate. True Skate on the iPhone. Crazy yeah. game. Best game ever. Yeah. No. So uh, horror is a weird state. I don't consider Saw to be horror because it's not scary. It's just gruesome. Yeah. To be a stream. There's nothing scary about it. There's no jump scare. There's no paranormal activity. There's no like, just man wants revenge and man's gonna do sick things, and it's like. But that's because of the plot that follows no trope. Well, no. But if if you add a real trope, because you say that man wants revenge, man wants whatever, Friday the Thirteenth, like that franchise. It's all about vengeance. It's all man. about vengeance, but it's a slasher. Yeah, so I guess so the if, slasher can pull it off in a way that's different because well, you have this what, one figure who's terrorizing in a story with other characters. Yeah, that's exactly. There's an idea behind the madness, uh, well, whereas what, so, in Saw, it's in, all about in the previous nine Saws, mm-hmm. I would say. 
Saw when ten percent of your franchise tries to do something, well, your franchise I, does nothing. Well, Saw X is it's good. It, like the man went to Mexico to try to have a surgery to repair himself. Turns out it was a scam. So his action now, as he knows he's gonna die, is he's gonna take all the doctors and all the people behind the scam and fuck them up. That's and so there is a plot. Yeah, but that's there a real is trope, a motive. Like, there is something cool there. Yeah. So I that's the part that I enjoyed. It's just that. I just hate the fact that the franchise is more focused on doing something evil instead of showing off a story of a man who is trying to do something mm -hmm. to make, appease himself a yep. little bit. Because that's the difference between making something disgusting and making it scary. When, you, when you're making it this, you want to make it disgusting, just mm -hmm. do what Saw does. Yeah. If you want to make it scary use the story as your medium to drive the horror forward. So yeah, but again there really is no horror aspect to it. So that's the hard part. I would say, as much as there is no horror aspect to this movie, it's better, way better than anything else that they've I've seen out of Saw. Which is not, not hard much to beat. To say, but yeah. They did well. They did well and I can't knock it. I just want to know like what gets people up in the morning waiting for like Saw 11. I hope it's not in the morning. I hope it's like <laughs> at noon at least. <laughs> or like 9 p.m. passed out because they went out for too long. <laughs> Jesus. Because like, dude, there's no way you're actually waking 9 up. 9 p.m. passed out from the day before. Yeah, still exactly. Passed out. And then you wake up going, oh, I feel like my legs are falling off. Oh, I have an idea. <laughs> like, I'm going to make a movie. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Speaking of making movies, uh... Rumor mill is turning right now. Like, yeah, the rumor mill is is speeding through life, and I couldn't be more excited. Uh, no time to die came out in twenty twenty one. I think so. That was Daniel Craig's last movie. Uh, as James Bond. Yes, as James Bond, because <laughs> he did Glass Onion after. So yeah, for sure, it was directed by Carrie jo uh, Joji Fukang Fukunga. Carrie. Carrie Fukunga. Let me read it. Carrie Fukunga. Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Oh, Naga. Fukunaga. I can't say the fucking name. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, guys. He guy. killed it. Yeah, it was a great movie. Loved no it. Time to Die, great movie. And Skyfall, a great movie. But move. they got to move out of the way because we mm -hmm. have something big. Uh, Chris Nolan, the director of Inception and Tenet and all these fucking Oppenheimer mind blown is rumored to be engaged to potentially be doing two James Bond movies the yeah. next two and it, they're set in the actual Jan Fleming setting so that's something he wants to return you to your form fun fact? take up well, I'm gonna, uh, let, me, let me do the context yeah. <laughs> he wants to return to form draw from an Ian Fleming book and have the movie set during the time period of which Ian Fleming wrote the book. Which is really cool. He just came off of a period piece at Oppenheimer. He will go back and do it. Very, very excited to see. However, there's no plan. So, dish out your fun fact and I'll, 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 I'll proceed. Do you know who was the real person that Ian Fleming, the author of James Bond, based his story Fuck, on? I know this. I know this. Wait. I saw this. Uh, 
Christopher Lee. Yeah. Yeah, Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. Yes, it's true. He's like his cousin or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. he based and the he song on it. Cool. It's the coolest shit I've ever cool heard in my life. life. Yes, Christopher Lee is the inspiration of Ian Fleming's James Bond books. Which is insane. Man really did Count Dooku. Yeah. He was in the Lord Saruman. of the Rings. Yeah. He is James Bond. He is James Bond. He's an all-time actor. Yeah. He's just involved in everything, and he really is... Man like, is like a stellar human he's being. He's really a stellar human being. Shout out Christopher Lee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Bond for 007 is, is, mm. is crazy. So, again, like we said, there's no ground set right now. First I of all, think you don't is, even though. have... No, the, well, the only thing that was said, and I think is true, is that if he is to direct the two next James Bond movie, he really wants them to be in the historical setting of James Bond. Nothing new. That's No, that's fine. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. If the book was wrote, written in 1940, bring in them back the way in that Do you remember a couple of years ago when Quentin Tarantino was like, if I was to make a James Bond movie, yeah. I would make it a like noir uh, like uh, mystery movie yeah. where he would like uh, be James Bond but in that setting. Yeah. I think it's the same goal with Nolan. Here. I, I, so here's my only thing with Nolan at the helm of James Bond. You are a crazy ambitious director. Don't do a simple story. I don't think he would. Like, make Moonraker. Make something that has a touch of fiction inside. That you like, uh, not well, yeah, like a touch yeah, of yeah, surrealism mm-hmm. inside because that's when he's going to be able to just like take off like crazy. Because he, well, right now he has no direct, he has no actors, he's got nothing, <laughs> but he has, I if, got a few if ideas. He is engaged to do this. What do you think he should do if he had the helm and he can pick anything he wants to do? What I would do is. Like, he said he was engaged to do two movies. Mm. I would do a movie, part A and part B. I would do a whole ass, like, six-hour story about one topic split into two movies. And I would have it so that you have a bit like a Batman Begins where you go in, build the world for, like, two hours. I don't give a shit. Like, just build the world. The last hour of the movie, you bring on the actual danger. Yeah. Like, the first danger, I don't know, the Russian comes up. Like, oh, shit, we're going to die. The Russian. It's always the Russian. <laughs> it's always the Russian in those days. Yeah. And after that, in the second movie, it's full and engaged in madness of... So we try to confuse... Like, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Sort of like... thing, but in James Bond, yeah. made by Christopher Nolan. Yeah. So, it just has to be big. Yeah. It just has to be big. It has to... You you can't separate yourself... I don't care if you're Christopher Nolan. Don't separate yourself from the franchise that no. already exists. I want to see the Aston Martin. I want to hear the sounds. I want to hear the theme. Do all that properly. Just make your plot the way that you would make any other plot. But keep James Bond and his familiarity. Don't let the it. weight of the franchise weigh you down. No, exactly. Be, it's momentum. Be amazing. Yeah. Just be amazing. Like, you have two movies. If you're going to do it, I would sign him to do five. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. As long as he can pull it off. But do it. Your, your, your critics are always going to be like, you're doing this or you're doing that. But just fucking just do it. I think the amount of movies he's going to do will always depend on who 
they choose as James Bond That's and how long he could something last. Something too. So. Who would be the next James Bond is something that's been speculated forever. Daniel Craig is closing in on his mid-50s, if not closing in on his 60s. No, he's done. People wanted to throw out names like Idris Elba. Mm -hmm. He's also uh, on the later side. He's too old. So who could do James Bond at this point in time, 2023? I personally have three picks, but I want to hear yours first. You want to hear mine's for, yeah. mine first. Okay. Um, you know, you can go through the obvious ones, which are Tom Hardy. Uh, well, the obvious one. People really like Tom Hardy. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he fits. I don't think he fits. Well, first of all, he's, he's older now. But he doesn't look old enough to not be able to play that role. No, he's, it's okay. I would have just taken him younger. Yeah. Speaking of younger, if there's a guy that if it was 15 years ago and you asked me the same question, I would pick instantly. It's fucking Sean Bean. Yeah, well, I wanted was, Sean Bean so bad as James in, Bond. He was in James Bond. Yeah, I know, but as James Bond. Well, yeah, well, I would have loved it personally. No. Yes. Yeah, now he's too old. Yeah, now he's too old. But you throw him back 15 years ago, a hundred percent. Perhaps. Uh, it depends how what how what situation he wants to put James Bond. My two picks, obvi- my two picks off the the bat. I'm thinking of Aaron Taylor Johnson, who uh, here. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Or I'm thinking of Taron Egerton from Kingsman. Well, I got two different picks from you then. The well, actual you have one serious... of them is the same. No. Okay, because you said three. Uh, yeah, but three. But Sean Bean was a okay, mean Sean pick. B- okay, Sean Bean. <laughs> Um, my because it's Christopher Nolan, I think that a realistic pick could be Robert Pattinson. Okay. And my the pick that <coughs> that's I actually left, that's left field actually yeah, but I actually who I want to see like for real is Kit Harrington. I'd love mm, to see Kit, Kit Harrington, Harrington. Mm. as James Bond. Okay, uh, interesting. Uh, James Bond doesn't really have a beard. I know, but man can shave. Did you know that? Yeah, but come on. <laughs> I'm saying, just saying, man can shave. That's true. You know, or he can go in the where where. You know, I know he's on for James Bond, but No Time to Die left James Bond and 007 as two separate entities. But he's going back in time, which means he's gonna be picking back up with James Bond, yeah. which is true. Henry Cavill. Although at first I thought I'd agreed, I don't know. People that throw around fucking Killian Murphy as an option are are crazy ridiculous. Dumb. It's not, ridiculous. I love the actor, but he's not made for. He's just not, he's not built, built for he's this. He's not built for that. No. Uh, it's gonna be. He has the range, but he's not built for that. I I feel like Aaron Taylor Johnson can kill it. Granted, in old fashionedness, Tom Hardy is a very viable option. Yeah. You've seen but him. he played so many gangsters but in Tom, his life. Not a gangster. I that, that's the thing. I don't know if like it's psychosomatically. I'm I associated him too much with those roles. Yeah. But I feel like the way he like projected his career was not to become that sort of character. I might be wrong. I just feel like if you're gonna throw yourself back in time, take one of the guys who's played back in time. At any level, mm-hmm. I feel like every movie Tom Hardy's in, 
is not set in present day. It's always in the past. Except Batman. Oh well, yeah, but Batman, Batman. Is but Batman. Batman is Batman. 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 Bane. I'm Bane. That was amazing. Yep. Tom Hardy could do it if it's if it's old. I'm standing by and my Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Robert Pattinson. Shave him. Robert Pattinson might be something else mm-hmm. because he might just do that. Yeah, because he's he's got that swagger necessarily. Well, he's shown it more yeah, recently mm-hmm. because he hasn't always like like I can tell you. No, right but I'm now, saying right now, Twilight Robert Pattinson did not have the swagger. I, I get that, but I'm saying right now. No, he's been on fire. He's been on much fire. What is, what else? Well, Robert Pattinson's been up to great things like mm-hmm. the Batman. Oh, he's probably my favorite pick now. If I had to think of an actor who could do it properly... It'd be him. It'd be him. However, there's a certain suave and it's confidence same... to James Bond that mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson does not look like he has in his And there was this same boy Batman arsenal about Batman. Yeah, but when he went Batman into Batman, people really... hated it. I, I did not hate it. I... No, I know you didn't, but the media hated that idea. Let's there's be honest. There's a certain suave that he doesn't have. A certain smoothness. Even in his funniest moments, in his character's funniest moments, I should say, He's always a very gritty character. But don't you think that the orphan background set in time would kind of fit with that idea? Like Chalamet about James Bond. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Chalamet. Clearly. Guy goes from Willy Wonka to the fucking James Bond. He can do it all. He's Man's Paul, a legend. He's Paul... Uh, Arthias. Arthias. Uh, Ar- 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 fuck yeah, yeah. I don't know there. Dune 2 is delayed. No mm-hmm. one's happy about it. Big tears. <laughs> uh, but the strike is over. Yep. Uh, so writers are back to work, which means movies are back to work. And which means that now, like we said, we have the rumor mill with Christopher Nolan and James Bond because they're back on the back ready to write them. But also means projects are back and they're back being greenlit because we have writers. And so X-Men is being greenlit for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This was... Just waiting, really, just waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. But they're going with an X Men movie, an not, actual X-Men not movie. tying in the X Men two would already exist, from what I understand. X Men is going into the MCU. Is everything that came before canon doesn't exist? Okay, so it's fresh. It's brand pretty new. much what they did. What they did with Spider Man. Okay. Did they announce the cast? No, we don't know nothing. Shit. Yet, nothing yet. Please don't bring Wolverine back. That's all I'm Well, he's already back. I know he's, he's already going back. going to Deadpool 3. I know, but Deadpool that, 3 is Deadpool M- 3 canon? No, it was the MCU. What? It's going into the MCU. The third one? Yeah. So, he never died? No, that's the whole point. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 they do what they want. Stupid. They do what they want. I don't agree. Well, Logan's not part of the MCU. But I don't know how they're going to make it work. I really don't. <laughs> They're crazy. I don't know what they're going to do. It's they're going to mess up that shit more than the fucking Star Wars no, Expanded no, Universe. No, 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 They're not going to mess it up. I feel like they can do this well because they've done this stuff before. But you want to know what's what was missing before that might not be missing now? Before they missed direction and budget. When? Uh, when? Because I remember early 2010s when Avengers was about to pick up. They, they did def- well. I know they did well, but I meant story-wise. They wanted to bring out... Uh, I can't remember the name of the superhero, but the guy 
looks like a demon, all blue, uh, with like a demon tail, and just like shapeshifter. Uh, uh, what was his name? Night Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Like, they the wanted, X-Men. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to make a movie off like on him. Yeah. Got canceled. Well, yeah, well he's not a very very popular character. I get that, but you know that's also what I'm you don't getting. have the right. Exactly. Now they have the right. They exactly. Have the right that's what I'm saying. It was a lack of direction and kind I, of I feel budget. Like, I feel like if this is done right, this pulls the MCU out of the mud. Because it's going to bring back the whole comic. Well, it's, yeah, it's going to bring back the idea that these recognizable faces are here to save the day. And they're not going to make the mistake anymore of let's kill our actual good people. I don't know if that was a mistake. It's not a mistake, but they realized that not having a plan to bounce back wasn't they did it just backfired because it was a shitty ass plan no because if you look at it from a movie standpoint after endgame you immediately got spider-man no way home which dealt with spider-man's entire don't look don't look at it narratively speaking look at it as introducing new characters that are actually meaningful well that's what i'm gonna go here here that's what i'm gonna do now here's the problem when i guess when you introduce characters through series on disney plus you're not giving them the proper justice to introduce them. It's not the properly. same medium. No. However, if we look at it properly, after Endgame, if we look at how they introduced new characters and how they ended other cycles, other storylines, Captain America gave the Falcon his shield. Yeah. And he was introduced as a new Captain America. Yeah. It doesn't take a genius... To know that he's going to be a new Captain America. Yeah. However, they made a show about it. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to see it, you could have. If not, it doesn't matter. Because they didn't introduce anything. Just backstory. Monumental. It was really, it was just backstory. Well, backstory. It was a continuation of the story that already Mm -hmm. existed. Expanding on what you know about him. The only thing that that show did is that they introduced, um, they introduced a new segment of bad guys, which is played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Elaine from Seinfeld is a bad guy in the MCU. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, the Eternals was a whole movie that introduced new characters, but the lack of it being tied to anything else resulted in it being a bust. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi. That was a great movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. I really enjoyed really it. Really cool MCU piece. It didn't mm-hmm. have to be tied to anything. It just kind of worked. Then they did... But it introduced evil and back into the world again oh they gave up they well they made a bad guy yeah then they showed you the power of the ten rings mm -hmm. which the ten rings were brought back in the multiverse of madness like a post credit scene Mm -hmm. and they showed how important they were be in captain marvel so they're kind of doing that whole setup thing over again however to me the issue with the mcu is that when you're making shows on the side to have characters be there but you're taking away you're taking away what the movie was for mm-hmm. and so like to, you know when you look at back at the past uh, well Endgame was 2019 so if you look at the past three years of MCU even four yeah we'll say four four years of MCU No Way Home was their biggest event No Way Home had nothing to do with the MCU it was literally just a story that began mm-hmm. and ended in the same vein and it impacted Peter Parker's life because he doesn't have, he's not affiliated to them anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope this doesn't mean that they're branching off Peter Parker's Spider-Man and they're just leaving him on his own trail. I don't think so. I hope they're gonna retangle him back into yeah, the Avengers because the way they was, need him. Yeah, because the way it was marketed, Mark Nick was marketed, brought up, marketed. marketed. Um, he was supposed to become 
the one that the face of the, the face season. after Iron Man. Yeah. Well, and right I think now that he's that not. now he's not like confirmed he won't. Well, no, no. Now he's not. As in, they don't know who he is anymore. That's how No Way Home ends. Yeah. He makes them all forget who he is because to stop the issue. Mm-hmm. Now, Doctor now Strange, he just doesn't Do- exist. Benny Cucumber whips up a, <laughs> a spell. Bang, bang, bang. Love Benedict Cumberbatch at Doctor Strange. It's one of my favorite characters. He could lead the Avengers. He could. Except Multiverse of Madness was garbage mm-hmm. because Sam Raimi. And usually I love Sam Raimi. <laughs> I don't. I can't stand it. It's just foolish. Foolish direction. Taika Waititi made Love and Thunder. That was a bust. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. You know it's a bust when you take an actor as good as Christian Bale. And you fuck up his villain arc. He yeah. He's so good. He's such a good bad guy and they just shot they just shot the bed. I just know that when you make a movie an hour and less than two hours, an MCU movie for less than two hours is never going to go well for you. No. Uh, Wakanda Forever was amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so heartfelt and so good. And they... We're able to move forward with the Black Panther story with no problem. So that's a win for the MCU. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is a big win for mm-hmm. the MCU. And it's what's giving me hope moving forward. Because Quantumania was not all that. Uh, although you introduced Jonathan Majors, you did make him lose to Ant-Man in his debut. Which and that's is when a you know. big fucking problem. Yeah. Because Kang is supposed to be the next Thanos. And if you made him lose the fucking Ant-Man, to Ant-Man he's not, not, not he's not looking like a threat. However, I'm sure they're going to do something down the line. Now we have Deadpool 3, which is coming May of 2024. Yeah. That's going to be the next Big thing. thing. And I feel like that's going to crack open the the multiverse properly. Yeah. And it's going to explain a lot. Mm-hmm. And because you got Hugh Jackman and but it, Ryan. It and has to. Yeah. And then if not, you're dealing with Captain America, uh, Brave New World, I think it's called. Brave. Yeah, Brave New World. Do you have the lineup in front of you? I have not a, not a proper lineup. I can get a roadmap. Hang on. I'll pull up a roadmap. Roadmap 2023. All right, so this is, I'm looking at this right now, I'm trying to figure Man out. Man can't weed. Well, it's because it's not, because it always changes. All right, here we go. It's hard to know what to show or not. Okay, so there was Quantumania, which was a bust. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Big win. It's because everything got changed with the strike. What the fuck? Okay, wait a second. <laughs> Okay, well, okay, upcoming new Marvel movies, five and six, phase five and six, because that's how far we are along now. Loki season two is coming out this two days from now. The Marvels, which is Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel Mm -hmm. and all the shebang, all the the Marvels, in November 10th. Then um, uh, Deadpool 3 in May of 2024. Captain America in july of 2024 thunderbolts in december of 2024 i don't know what thunderbolts is uh spider-man freshman year is supposed to come out in 2024 that's going to be interesting to see Mm -hmm. what it's going to be interesting for spider-man's lane then you're dealing with blade in 2025 fantastic four in 2025 an untitled marvel movie in 2025 that could be where the x-men go 
because it's the Kang Avengers Kang Dynasty in 2026 and Secret Wars in 2027. Secret Wars is that far? They delete everything. So the strike. Do you think that they should move forward if they're able to Fantastic Four? If... Wait a second, is Spider-Man Freshman Year not a live-action Spider-Man movie? Hang on a second. Uh, should they move forward F Fantastic Four? I think they should. No, Freshman Year is not a real Spider-Man. It's a animation show. If you can afford to move forward Fantastic Four, move it up. And if you can't afford to move up Blade, move up Blade. Mm -hmm. It's been announced for the past what feels like four years that Mahershala, Mahershala Ali is your Blade and that you've had everything ready. You're just making people wait for the sake of waiting. And I understand there was a strike, so it's not necessarily their fault. But mm -hmm. like... Gotta do it. Blade is coming and he's gonna be part of the team, but he's gotta be here. And that movie should be rated R. Mm -hmm. The MCU cannot, can, if you're bringing in Deadpool, you can no longer be afraid of, not of pushing that envelope. So Blade is to be rated R, Deadpool is rated R. When they feature in Avengers, make it a PG 13, you're allowed to have one F bomb. Let Deadpool say it. Yeah. In Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, they let Star-Lord do it for the first time in the MCU. You have to let Deadpool do this. Mm -hmm. Deadpool is literally the only character yes. who could feasibly afford you to drop the F-bomb. You have to be pushing... You have to be riding the line of what is limited in PG-13. Like, if you're allowed to say the word shit five times... Deadpool says shit. That's mm -hmm. like you have to give the characters what they're allowed to do to make them not feel out of pocket in their other movies. It's going to be really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really, really interesting because uh, right now, like we have the X Men. Like I said, the X Men's coming, and so the MCU is either cooking up a whole new saga. Yeah. Well, they are technically the multiverse saga, but they got to cook up faster because they're not. It's not sufficient. And it has right to be now. good. I won't well, eat it num if it ain't number good. one, it's got to be good. Yeah. Well, so far they've kind of left everybody with a sour taste, kind of stumbling their way out of Endgame. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, picking it back up. The Marvels better be good because mm -hmm. if not, you're back into giving everybody a shit taste in their mouth. Yeah. They can't afford to not do this right. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever was really good, and so was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. So they're on somewhat mm -hmm. of a. Yeah, but they uh, stranded out of luck because of the pandemic too when those well, movies released yeah because not helped. not as many people went into theaters well i would say no way well no way home the spider-man movie was one of the biggest movies yeah. of, of all time because of how it came out at the tail end tail end of the pandemic and so everybody rushed to the movie theater to watch it mm -hmm. i went twice on opening weekend. This is like, it was good. It was good. They kind of abused on Rotten Tomatoes and gave it like a 95, which is a little bit, a little bit much, but it was good. It was a lot of fan service, a lot of fun, but it's not what the MCU, the MCU needed that to say that they have a win, mm -hmm. but you they need more than a win. They need more than a win. They need like a, yeah, they need like a, 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 a years of winning like they've had. Mm -hmm. Speaking of having years of winning, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Uh, We're not talking about 80 for Brady here. No, not 80 for Brady. Really the football player, Tom Brady. He's got a biopic in the works. Uh, 
not by he's not making his own biopic, but there's a biopic about Tom Brady coming out. It's called The Patriot Way. Uh, Tom Brady is quite the interesting character to make a movie about because yeah. you know any football person will know like the whole uh, drafted in the sixth round and counted out and no one believes in you and then all of a sudden you go on to be the best fucking yeah. quarterback to ever touch a football field. It's really cool. It's a Cinderella story. It's a on great, steroids. beautiful, amazing story. And they're making a biopic about it, which is really exciting. Biopics have been really good lately. A lot of my favorite movies of this year have been biopics. Uh, just if I look in my tears. <laughs> Not tears, but Not tears. tears. T-I. Here we see... Man brought out the Excel sheet. I have an Excel sheet. <laughs> if I go biopic-wise, in the... A tier I call Elite Movies, which is 9.5 plus. I have Blackberry, Oppenheimer, Dumb Money, and Air. Those are all biopics. They have been really good. Not to mention, there's Reality, Tetris. There's Reality and Tetris, which are also very good movies that are shortly more down the list. But biopics have been really good. And if they follow suit and just give me Tom in a biopic form, it'd be really good. Who can play Tom Brady, though? Okay, so it's that kind of biopic Brilliant. where you're going to have a lead actor playing Yeah, it's Tom not a documentary. Brady. Oh, I thought for sure it was a documentary. No, 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 no. And I, I misread. They're making an actor do this. Play Tom Brady, make his story. I only have meme pics, so I'll... Uh... It's mean pics? Meme pics. Meme or meme? Meme. Oh, meme pics. So I, I'll, I'll just... Forgo my opinion. It's it, you know, it's hard because the man's a legend and he's such a. I don't want to say weird, but man is like a unique human being, in the sense that like uh, to imitate him, it takes a lot. Yeah. In the in the same way that um, I don't remember the name of the actor for that. I'm sorry, but the Mandela biopic. Yeah. Um, uh, who played the lead role in that movie? I forgot. Um, but that movie, all I remember really from it is how well his speech was and how good he interpreted and played the man. It was Idris Elba. Yeah. Idris Elba. Idris Elba, so yeah, yeah, a great cool. actor. Yeah. And just, he played him perfectly, but you have to get an actor of that pedigree that is able to work that they can't be old nope because if you're taking a player that's retired and you're replacing him with a man who's in his 40s it doesn't work work. you got to take somebody who's young who is going to be able to do this figure this out i don't know who i really don't know who can play tom brady such a unique Mm -hmm. human being and you got to have the range and you got to be able to do this like and you have to be physically in shape. Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah, sure. Not big enough. <laughs> He's just not big enough. Tom Brady's not small. Like, if I Google it and ask the internet who could play Tom Brady in a movie, they pull up Alexander Skarsgård. He's a little bit too old. That's the CGI only CGI can do wonders, you know? Yeah. But... Come on. <laughs> Dude, the, the Irishman looked good, and they were able to, like, re- rejuvenate... Those old-ass actors. That's true. Chris Pine is an option. Ah, uh, maybe, but no. He's too old. 
Like, he's actually too old. The Hemsworths? One of the brothers? Even the internet's not sure. No one knows. The only real pick I've heard there was Skarsgård. Chris Evans. I mean, it works. It, it works, but... Uh... I'm excited to see the biopic. I don't know who can play him, but it's going to be a fun story to see yep. reproduced in a movie. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, there's no you can't miss a Tom Brady movie. No, it's can't. like I can't wait for them to make like a Michael Jordan movie as well. I'm just so surprised that as soon as he retires, they're already on it. Maybe that's all because of The Last Dance. Ever since that documentary series came out, People know now that they're willing to watch sports, that. sports, sports films, documentary yeah. and sports film because they they're bigger than sports for real now. Well, I don't know if they're bigger than. Sports, Dude, they even went they... back to do a Magic Johnson documentary. Yeah, but that got canceled. No, but still, they went on and did it. Yes, uh, yes, they did. It was a bio- that was a biopic as well. That was good, but they canceled it as in no one stopped. Wa- they stopped watching, so they took it off. But. The sport is always going to be bigger than the movie, but if you could have a movie that complements the sport, it'll be big for both. Yeah. Bigger than whatever Taylor Swift is doing anyway. <laughs> Fucking, she, uh, I, I hate the NFL. I hate, I hate the state of the NFL with Taylor Swift being the mainstay in the in a. There's in people the breaking season. records in the sport, but you don't hear about it. Because because Taylor, Taylor Swift is fucking the main. Even Mark Cuban's like, I'm gonna sign the guy, man. I'm gonna bring the Kelsey. Yeah, man I'm gonna bring Kelsey team. over to make my team more money. Like, oh my god. Sport. Can you leave? Cal- can you leave fucking Taylor Swift out of it? No offense to Taylor Swift, but like, she's giving blue balls to the entire league. Get the fuck off my like, screen! Legit. Get off my screen! <laughs> um... Uh, well, we're approaching the end of the docket. We have the final topic. Um, I don't know how long we've been running for. Sometime. Sometime. Anyway, uh, this is what I'm most excited about. Because I really, really look forward to this movie. And Sofia Coppola at the helm of an A24 film. She's doing Priscilla. It sounds like a good idea. Priscilla, which is the story of Priscilla Bollier, who is married to Elvis Presley and her life from her perspective rather than Elvis's perspective. The irony of getting this movie a year after getting Elvis with Austin Butler. Funny as shit. Funny as hell. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But I am nervous for this movie because I like my boy Elvis and I feel like they're going to make him look like a bad human being. Which I think they should. Why? Because men wasn't as perfect. No, as he's no shit. Like, he's not perfect. He's popping perkies and dying on the toilet bowl. Leave him alone. <laughs> he has the voice of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously not. Like, uh, you know. You want to hear a funny comment? Tell me. I was talking with a friend about Elvis and what would happen if he made music in 2023. And the guy literally said, oh, if Elvis was alive today, he'd do drill. Like, Pop Smoke style. Just, Pop Smoke style drill? Yeah, by Elvis Presley. I don't know about that. I need an AI voice what to I, what, dub Elvis Presley on, like, any... What, what I do know, though, is is um, th- this movie... Obvi- you have Jacob Ellerty, who's playing Elvis, mm-hmm. which is... They should have brought Butler. You can't bring Butler back to play Elvis in a movie that doesn't look the same for Elvis. <laughs> you should. No. You should. Yes. Make it an Butler official was, Butler was amazing. Butler was amazing. Jacob Ellerty is a good actor. 
this is hard. This is really hard. I hope he does well. Uh, the woman who's playing Priscilla, I forget her name. She looks really good. Elodie looks fine. The movie's not focused on Elvis. It's focused on the story around yeah. the two. So I think that's where it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. um, I will say this movie looks kind of sad. Yeah, it's going to be a tearjerker. It's going to be sad. It's to going see, to like, be so sad. And I don't. It's gonna be like a very big decline. Like mm -hmm. it's just right. It's gonna ride down. And for that alone, I don't think it'll get like prediction. It won't get the praise it deserves. Well, it'll get. I feel like it's gonna get what better than what Elvis got. There's no way. Yes. What did it get? I don't know. If we look at, I thought it was like really... not box office wise, but praise wise. Oh, praise wise, because I meant like as a score. Yeah, I'm talking about as a score. Elvis on like Rotten Tomatoes. Ended up with a 77. I thought it was higher than that. No. Movies Nominated for like 15 million movie, Oscars? The movie's massive, that's why. And it does so much. Oh yeah, because Tom Hanks flipped the script and went not that bad. No, he's bad. He's bad, but he's, he didn't play it as a bad guy. Was it that? No, he's bad. Like, he's not a nice human being. He's an asshole. But the point is, like, the movie Elvis was just very all over the place. Very ambitious. Very visually jarring. They went after you. They told the story very densely it was like bang Elvis this movie looks like it's gonna be more Did we have the, the runtime already the, of Priscilla no yeah. uh, not that I know of I, I know that the movie it looks already out of the gate like it's not here to celebrate Elvis the nope. same way Elvis was this movie has to be less than two hours 50 hour 50 okay perfect that's exactly it what looks I like it's to gonna take its time it opened with a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes Ooh. It, 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 it it looks like a lot of fun I'm very excited to watch it it looks like the story of Elvis told the story of Priscilla told through her relationship with Elvis, which is an interesting one because mm -hmm. of the fact that you've seen Elvis be Elvis and you've seen Elvis's life impacted by the, the people around him, including Priscilla in yep. the movie Elvis. Now you're gonna see what Priscilla looks like because in the movie Elvis, Priscilla's role is meaningless, so small. Yeah, she's not very relevant, nor is she important to the story. I would say that she serves a role in Elvis's decline mm -hmm. when she leaves, and it's a whole story. But I'm very excited to see what this movie does. However, my question is, if you had to pick an Elvis song to be like the theme music of this movie, would you have one? I know that Suspicious Minds by Elvis, the very classic song, was at the forefront of the Elvis movie. Mm -hmm. And then they ended it with... For full irony, I would pick Jailhouse Rock. Jailhouse Rock is... is For full irony? It's just... No. It's, no, dude. Like, he sees the decline, pops off perks, but there's this song just hanging around, no, reminding uh, him of his me, whole life. To me, it's not a happy... To me, that song is too happy. Yeah, but that's For, the thing. It's the big contrast between what's happening and what he remembers. Perhaps. Like. Perhaps, but... Considering the fact that it's a, a movie about the relationship between him and Priscilla. Well, then you have to go him last show when he's fat and just... <laughs> that's Unchained Melody. Unchained Melody. Priscilla's not with him at that point. Yeah, but that's okay because it's the end result. I'll tell you, my pick is, is Love Me Tender. Beautiful song. Sad song. Sad song. But is it Elvis declined or is it just Elvis emo? It's emo Elvis. It's not the Klein Elvis. I would have wanted the Klein Elvis from Priscilla's perspective. Le well, let's see. When was Love Me Tender recorded? Love Me Tender um, 
it's just sad. It's like a song where he pleads to have his partner with him for the rest of his life when he knows that it's like not very feasible. So it's it, it's uh, nineteen fifty six. So no, no, it's very really far early before he even met Priscilla. Yep. Early, early. I think it'll just the gloominess of it all. It'll just fit. Well atmospherically fit in a movie that's gloomy and I hope this movie is gloomy because it'd be sick you know what they should have done they should have brought Steven Sanchez to no. just sing yes, those cool, songs but he's not he, no cause he's I mean not. in the same way they did uh, fucking what's the name of the movie like Queen uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody I know he didn't sing the song Rami Malek but yeah. Rami Malek was in and still performed you have to kind of know what's up you, know, you could know the song Robbie Malik looks so good. Yeah. Another great biopic. No, no. Not as a role. Like Another great performance in a yeah. biopic, but it wasn't a great biopic. The movie was a, the movie was so fine. It was okay. Yeah, but I meant like the role, the main yeah. role. Because that was a perfect fit. Robbie Malik really healed it. Yeah, he was, was a perfect fit. And I could easily see... Uh, well, like last year we had Austin Butler get the Oscar... And this year, I could easily see somebody in a biopic grabbing an Oscar as well. Killian Murphy from Oppenheimer was just... just <laughs> he was spectacular. Yeah. So, uh, biopics are on the up and up, which is why it's exciting to get news about Tom Brady and then you see Priscilla and that looks like it's going to be mm -hmm. amazing as well. So, uh, down the line, there's a lot of fun stuff. Now that the strike is over, everything is back on go. And the only thing that sucks is that what's been delayed is not coming back. Nope. That's the only thing that sucks. So, like, Dune 2, still in March. We have to wait, which yeah. means that we're going to talk about a lot of news as all of the projects get greenlit going forward. Uh, as for the docket, we've wrapped. Do you have anything that you want to talk about? That's not nope. Here? Nope. <laughs> nope. Back it up. We'll yep. leave it. Right. Well, in that case, um, that was Real Talk Episode 3. If you want to debate us, if you have a ranking of the Wes Anderson films, tell us. Did you like Reptile? We did not. Did you? Maybe. If you did, fuck you. <laughs> uh, did you like Saw? Do you like Saw? Are you looking forward to another Saw movie? If you do, please leave. Well, that's, that's violent. If Dude, you, do, you just said fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> like, fuck you if you really like Reptile. It's but fuck not... you if you really like Saw. It should discuss it. Yeah, well, well, no. If you really like Saw, like maybe get a brain scan. Um, just don't you... get a piece of brain removed. If you... Yeah, exactly. If you... Uh, Nolan as uh, the helm of Bond. Do you think that's dope or not dope? As well, if you don't think that's dope, like get your brain scanned. Like if if not, pick an actor. Who would you see acting as James Bond? Give us some underrated picks. Do you think Robert Pattinson is a good one? Who knows? X Men movie at the MCU. Does this really save the MCU? Who knows? We'll see. Tom Brady on the way. Is Tom Brady the goat? Of course. Sports debates. <laughs> Welcome to first date. And Priscilla, how You're wrong! <laughs> Jesus. And how hyped are you on a scale of 1 to 10 for Priscilla? Once again, that was Real Talk Episode 3 signing off. I'm Nick. I'm Nick. There you go. <laughs> That's sick. Alright, we'll see you next... Oh, next week's episode is going to be delayed. Or we recorded in advance. I can't. I have two days. <laughs> no, as in, like, from away. Man's in Florida. Florida. Yeah, yeah, like Flo the singer. Florida. Florida. <laughs> well, no, I can't do that. Of course you can't. No. Bring your shit. I'm not bringing all my shit. Dude, you bring, you bring a laptop, you bring a microphone. Yeah, that's everything I have. I'm not bringing it. No, we'll have to do it on the Friday.
It'll have to be on the Friday. Sorry, guys. Yeah, episode next episode on Friday. Uh, we're delayed a day. My bad. Roast me, and then we'll be back. Then we'll be back on track. Episode five will follow on a Thursday, as per usual. All right, that was episode three. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, the five stars and the likes and the, all the shit. Thank you for your support, as usual. And we will see you next episode. I wanted to say next Thursday, but I can't. I feel bad. Man, big sad. I feel bad. You should be. You don't want to bring your shit. Fuck. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>